Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Coach Amy. We have a special guest with us today, Erin McMullen, who is a local friend and athlete. And if you were on the podcast with Coach Berg, Laura Berg from OSU, you will have um, heard Erin chime in a few times. We wanted to hear her story as well, and it's pretty incredible. She was a Pac-12 pitcher um, in Oregon, and then she also played at Dixie State University. So we're going to hear uh, some incredible story that she had that I feel is crazy and inspiring, and <laughs> can't wait to have her share it with you guys. So Erin, take it away. Tell us your story. Tell us what you've learned from it, and then let's go from there. Go ahead. Okay, so I was born and raised in Lancaster, California. Um, grew up really close knit with my family and all that. So, but I was a competitor and I got good grades here and there, I guess. <laughs> so um, I decided to go for it and go for a Pac-12 school. So um, I took a visit up to Oregon State. It was beautiful. It was everything you could have ever dreamed of. Um, I met some incredible people like Coach Berg, Amanda Nydek, um, and other great teammates, you know, from years past. So um, my freshman year, I had some starts and it was amazing. It was a great adrenaline rush, loved it. Um, and then postseason came and I hung a pitch on accident and was hit in the head with the line drive. So my world kind of crumbled at that like, you know, small moment, you know, which it felt like, but. So hold on a second, I'm going to pause because you had to explain this to me because I wasn't quite clear on what that meant and how, how fast that was coming at you. So explain it to us as if we aren't softball players. Okay. So um, if my pitch is at least 60 miles per hour and, you know, that velocity coming off the bat is way faster I was basically hit in the head with probably a 90 to 100 mile per hour pitch. Um, and where did you So it hit me about right here. So uh, for those who can't see on the podcast, it's like right at the temple on the side of her head, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So it could have been way worse than what, what actually happened. Um, I just had a slight bruise um, and then had a concussion that lasted for probably six weeks. But we got through it. I was like, okay, I'm not going to let one pitch not let me, you know, pitch for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So I went home. I, you know, worked really hard over the summer and then came back to OSU that next year and was ready to compete. Um, but I didn't really take time to really like know myself mentally I guess at that point because you're just go 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 you know trying to balance classes to practice and then compete so I was trying to juggle all of that um and didn't really have time to process everything that was happening mm -hmm. and that's a huge thing like anything in life you just have to take a second to be like why is this happening and what can I learn from it mm -hmm. So when I, when season came around and, you know, everyone was working hard to compete and, you know, to do the best we could. And, um, I just got really homesick. You know, I missed my family. I, you know, felt more nervous than usual, 
but I still had a great support system being my coaches and my, my teammates that I, you know, were really close with. Mm -hmm. So that social support helped me cope with what was happening. Mm -hmm. You know, whether I knew it or not at the time, that's what helped. Mm -hmm. So the end of the season came and we were done with postseason. I went home and just was like, I probably need a change. You know, I, I love the school. I love, you know, the people, but I just need a change of scenery and to be a little bit closer to home and to my family so they could see me more often. I could see them. Mm -hmm. So that's why I reached out to a, you know, DSU had a friend there and she is the one who uh, kind of was like, you need to come to Dixie. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. We'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. So I get to the school and just instantly fell in love. You know, the, the, you know, terrain in Utah is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the school and met the coach, coach Simpkins. And that was amazing. So he showed me around, he, you know, introduced me to his wife. He just really gave me a good feel for what the program was about. Mm -hmm. And that's, it, it sold me. So I committed right away um, on my visit there and decided to be um, on the Red Storm at the time. Now we're Trailblazers, so go Zers. <laughs> um, it changes sometimes around here. So it changes sometimes, yeah. So um, I just completely learned how to not like completely ignore what happened to me, Mm -hmm. but just to overcome it. And by doing that, I just had to keep pitching. Mm -hmm. So I had to keep, you know, putting myself in those situations of, okay, if I have a left-handed batter, how can I be successful against them? Mm -hmm. And did you I find yourself a little bit hesitant. Uh, it did, did it take a while for you to feel yes. comfortable on the, yeah. at the Yes. The so I, I wore a mask um, to, you know, protect my facial bones and stuff like that, which was great. Um, but it also served as a reminder of why, um, or what happened. And I didn't want that. So gradually over time, I took the mask off. Mm. When and was that? Was that, that was at DSU? Yeah. So, or probably it was that summer. And then at DSU, I decided I don't need this. Mm. So I took the mask off and was like, well, if I'm not gonna, you know, hang a pitch, then the likelihood of me getting injured again, you know, is very slim, slim to none. Mm -hmm. So I had to be confident in every pitch that I threw. So, you know, I would really, you know, come up with these little funky rituals to help me with the games and the pressure and stuff. So I did that and I was just really goofy. Mm -hmm. My coaches recognized that my, my teammates did. So I used humor on the field to cope with, you know, the fear that I had of getting hit again. Mm -hmm. And how so did that you? It worked out great because getting, you know, through a hard time using humor mm -hmm. has worked wonders for me, you know, personally as well, like dealing with a loss of a loved one or, you know, with an intense situation, you know, in business or something like the humor part of it has really helped me see past what could go wrong or what has gone wrong. Yeah. So that really helped me. And that's why coach Berg is so fun, <laughs> you know, to talk to and stuff because she's always reminding me, Oh, you were a baby giraffe or, you know, this is, I remember that, you know, I remember you falling on your butt, you know, during conditioning multiple times, you know, sprinting two ankles at the same time, which I did. So, um, so she brought those memories back and I'm like, if I can physically overcome that, then so can my mind. 
So, you know, falling and getting hurt or um, getting hit, like we used humor and we, you know, that helped me be confident to just go out and do what I knew how to do, what I know how to do. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you use, use humor because I think it's a, it's a good uh, emotional cocktail of helping our brain just kind of relax a little bit and help you yes. take it and just kind of calming you down. I think that's a great, yes. a great, and, and understanding what's going on. Now you had some great successes at DSU. That's what I'm hoping that, tell us about the, well, you know what I'm talking about. I, I heard about yeah. some great successes. So tell us, you've gone from some really hard trials. You had some good success in, at OSU, hard trials where you were able to survive and then mm -hmm. overcome the fear emotionally of getting back, uh, you know, as a pitcher on the mound and feeling like you can fulfill that position safely in your mind to be able to become the pitcher again that you knew you were and are. So tell mm -hmm. us about that type, what happened after. Tell us the after story. So once I realized that I could come over, I could overcome all of that, like overcome the homesickness, the injuries, the anxiety, I knew that I had, I had to be present for my team. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't let the outside factors, you know, get in the way of our success. And yes, I might've thrown the first, you know, perfect game that DSU has had, but I had an amazing team behind me make the plays. So it wasn't just me. It was my teammates, you know, we fed off each other's energy and, you know, I didn't even, I tried, like, I don't like to look at stats. So I was like, well, I'll just, you know, pitch and then we'll see what happens, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's kind of like what helped me. That was my sophomore year, mm -hmm. I think, or my second, well, sorry, my second year at DSU because I was like a fifth year senior. So, um, but that, that you event, did you do the perfect game. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I threw the perfect game, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I just need to like, remember the feelings that I had. And like you said, we're motivated, motivated by feelings. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to just re really remember what my surroundings looked like, mm -hmm. what, you know, the expressions were on my teammates, my family, and my dad, you know, survived his first heart attack uh, right before I threw that perfect game. So I gave him the game ball mm -hmm. and my family is also, was also, and is also my motivator. So, um, just knowing that I was able to do that and give that to him was huge for me. And then I knew it would feed off into later performances. So yes, I'm an athlete, but, and we're competitive and we want to be on top all the time, but you have to really like look at your surroundings and to be mindful and helpful, you know, with anybody. And that could just be smiling or laughing or, you know, Mm -hmm. making a joke that you know is appropriate to someone so yeah that's what that's what helped me got through it and we went to the world series twice which is amazing so, and it there was really some key i mean you don't really remember every detail of every game i just remember you know the feeling i had with my best friends my teammates with my coaches with with everyone at that point in time so you have to really like focus on what you really want, what kind of atmosphere you want to be at. And I'm not saying that I didn't have that at OSU because I did. Mm -hmm. um, but personally, you know, you just have to dig deep and find out, you know, what you want to be near your family. Do you want to, um, I don't know. So you just have to really focus on what you really want and then go after it, but be kind in the process. So be kind to yourself too, right? Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Cause I like to beat myself up over things that have happened 
you know, all the time. So, but you have to just move forward. And just like when I fell in conditioning, you just have to keep going because Mm -hmm. your teams are relying on you to finish this drill. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that can be carried on into family, marriage, everything. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it all comes full circle one day and you're like, well, that's why I went through what I went through. So <laughs> you see it all. Yeah. And it all yeah. comes back to the relationship with you and going mm-hmm. from a life-threatening, essentially could have been life-threatening situation to get into the point where you could play the same position, take yeah. off the mask and resume who you knew you were and could be still and perform a perfect game. As uh-huh. a that those kind of roller coasters, when you look back, that is the beautiful part of life, right? Yes looking back yeah. and seeing what, what went from the lowest of low that could have been very, very scary and hard and, and you know, dangerous to be able to emotionally, physically yeah. heal and then emotionally heal and then come back even better to be able to have some of the greatest moments in your athletic career. I just think it's a beautiful story that, um, that as long as you don't quit, as long as you don't give up, as long as you don't stay afraid and always wear the mask, then you get to have even more experiences than you probably could have imagined. Yeah. And you just have to really like be appreciative of why you're going through what you're going through, because it's going to teach you something. Mm -hmm. If life, if life is easy, if you keep winning all the time or something, Mm -hmm. like you don't really learn as much as you do from when you're losing Mm -hmm. and softball and baseball are a game of failure, but it's how you rise up from those. That that's what makes you a good coach. That's what makes you a good spouse. Uh, you know, some, you know, in any, you know, career field or something. So mm-hmm. it's, it's huge to really like look back and think, okay, I did this, I overcame this and I can do anything that, you know, comes my way and what, what God throws in my path sometimes. So. Yeah. And I'm sure there's still moments in life where we feel like hiding behind a mask and being like, I'm safe here, yeah, for sure. go, but I'm going to stay right here. Yeah, for right? Sure. Yeah, we exactly. always have those moments of, okay, it's time. Let's just be me it's again. Time. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, it's time. And, you know, I've lost, you know, after, you know, you're done playing um, and you decide to go out in the real world and to to get a career and all, or to get a career going and stuff like that. It, it can be t- intimidating. You know, there's people a lot older than you. There's, you know, things that are going on around you that you're like, what am I, what, what's happening? Like, my squirrels are running all over the place. What, what can I do to get them to come back to me? Yeah. Um, so, and I can be a control freak if you haven't noticed, but, um, so. But it is hard to separate yourself and and move on sometimes. One other thing I was going to say is, is to see if you could leave us with a thought or an idea for those who have had injuries and still feel maybe hesitant to just go hundred percent back in knowing that physically they're healed. But I think the emotional hurdle is one of the bigger hurdles. Once you physically, once your body physically heals, it's nice for them to say, you're good, go. And then it's yeah. another thing to go, but am I really right? It just, yeah. Just keep going. Like you just have to keep going and you have to be happy doing what you're doing. And you can't, lo- you can't listen to the negative self-talk or the, or the negative feelings that you're having. You have to like find some way to cope with it, whether it's humor, your family or something to get through it. Mm-hmm. So it's and you, I prayed like I, I am a religious person. So praying has helped me overcome a lot of, you know, trying times, even when I can't think of the words to say, um, I always had a Bible verse written on my glove or something. And so it's actually on my body (laughs) as well, but I hide it for professional reasons. So, uh, (laughs) 
but yeah. it strengthened you to help you have yeah. courage right essentially yeah. you just need courage to keep going forward and what are you going to yeah. do to be able to create that courage for yeah. yourself and when you're not confident either you know no one's going to really trust you and trust what's going with what's happening so mm -hmm. you have to be confident you have to trust yourself and trust the process like coach burke said before yeah you have you have to enjoy every step of the way, the, the peaks and the valleys, you have to, so. Yeah, you have a, a gratitude that you still get to play, that you still get to be Yeah, yeah, like a, one sport. thank, yeah, one thank you can go a long way, so that's, that's probably what I want to end on, is because, you know, you have to really thank, you know, people, you know, in any way you can, you know, if it was a big thing, like Coach Berg, or if it's a small thing, like somebody opening the door for me at work, or helping me my husband, you know, cooking dinner or, you know, taking out the trash or, you know, something. So one thank you can just like change someone else's um, day and outlook on their life. So <laughs> that's why, that's why you just have to keep going. I agree with you. And the one thank you, you never know how it's going to come back around to help you. Yeah. Yeah. That's karma is a thing. So, <laughs> right. Aaron, thank you so much and appreciate you. And one thing about Aaron, if you are local, she also helps sometimes and does some private lessons. I don't know if you want me to put that out there, but she's pretty incredible. You can. It's okay. You can. <laughs> so for those softball players that are looking for a pitching coach, she's pretty amazing. And I um, just wanted to put that out there for those who are around here, even farther away, you can drive and fly as far as you want to get Aaron to help you. So yeah, well, I'll find a place. <laughs> right. Erin, thank you. And thank you for sharing your story. And we're so yeah. glad that you, you were able to, um, you're able to help so many people because of it too now, but you were able to have such great rewards from pushing through and just not quitting at that point. So yes. thanks for your example. Thanks for your story and for sharing it to everybody. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.